Hey, hey, welcome to the Lifestyle Creation Podcast, designing life on your terms. I'm your host, Jamie Thurber, and I'm an expert operations manager, productivity queen, mindset, business, and lifestyle coach. Basically, getting shit done is my jam. And I believe in the power of intentional living and in real conversations that can shift your perspective, create habits, and ultimately achieve the freedom that you want in every area of your life. Now, I know that might sound a bit airy-fairy and magical and too good to be true. Well, it is pretty magical, but trust me, this is a place for real conversations, for real people like you that can use things like that right now to change your life and maybe create a little magic of your own. There's no bullshit here. It's not how I roll. So if you're down to talk about real things, well, all of the things, then this is the place for you. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. So happy to have you here. Um, It is a beautiful day here in STL, and I just got in from enjoying some of the sunshine outside. So I'm like beaming with all of the love more than normal. So (laughs) I was like, what a great mood to be in to record a a podcast. It's going to be perfect. So I just wanted to start, first of all, by saying a couple of things. One, number, number one thing is I want you to know that I'm aware of the fact that you have a lot of things to choose from as far as what to consume, what to listen to, what to show up and listen to consistently. And the fact that you do that here means the world to me. Like, I can't even put into words how much I appreciate um, the messages and the reviews and the feedback and even just the listening. Like, I see, you know, the downloads and like that matters and it really means a lot to me. And I'm honored that you allow me to come into your space the way that, you know, I'm able to here with the podcast. So I just wanted to take a minute and express a little gratitude and say, you know, how much it means to me. And um, I hope that it's, I'm assuming it's positively impacting your life or you wouldn't keep showing up. So I hope that's what's happening. And I just wanted to say thank you and let you know how grateful I am for you. Um, Yeah, it just, my heart like wants to explode when I think about that. And I also wanted to just send out some well wishes, and I hope everyone is doing well right now. And I hope that, you know, you're making a a good transition from, you know, seasonally, we're about to transition from spring to summer. And so a lot of that thaw and that weird growth and a lot of the things that happen during springtime um, are coming to an end and we're coming to this different time of the year. So I hope that you're doing well. Take a moment to uh, appreciate that and take a couple deep breaths and just really realize where you're at and be grateful for that. So I just wanted to start with those couple of things. And today, I really want to talk about finding the joy in life. And I have an interesting story, believe it or not, around, uh, around that concept. I remember couple years ago I did like that Marie Kondo and I've talked about it here the Marie Kondo like finding joy (laughs) concept of cleaning and decluttering and I remember thinking what the fuck but like I told you guys too if you read the book she goes into a lot of detail about the whole concept of finding joy in every single thing that happens and it put it into a different perspective um, for me and I, I have to say since then probably I approached the idea of joy and gratitude in a really different way than I used to. And I think that it's important to recognize that before that clicked with me, 
I would not really necessarily know what to say when people are like, what do you enjoy? Or like, what makes you happy? And because I'm genuinely, like, generally a pretty happy and positive person. Um, My parents both are, you know, so I just didn't grow up in, in a very, like, gloom and doom kind of place. Like, they do sometimes. Obviously, everybody has their moments, right? Where we can complain or get caught up or whatever. But genuine, generally, I'm a pretty... I'm pretty happy. So like when people would say that to me, I wouldn't really know what to say because I'm like, I just, I just am like, I just choose to be, you know, but, or I would kind of just blow it off because I didn't know what, how to explain what made me happy. I didn't really know. Um, and so I didn't really make it a priority to pay attention to it and then recreate it, you know? And so a couple of years ago, like I said, when I started thinking about finding joy, in a different way and approaching it differently, it became something that I really enjoy. Like, I love it. Like, I love the practice. Like, I find joy in finding joy. (laughs) As silly as that may sound. So bear with me, I promise. Like, this isn't as hokey and silly as it's probably sounding right now. But it's become one of my favorite things to recognize because what I realized was I had gotten so caught up, and I think we all do this from time to time, or maybe this has been your state of being for a long time. I think we all get so caught up in the hustle and bustle and the getting shit done and the daily grind, right? The day in, day out chaos that occurs in your house or your business or, you know, your life. I think we get really caught up in that. And because of that, we don't notice little things. We don't notice little things that actually do bring us joy. And so when someone asks you that question, what makes you happy? You don't really always have an answer because you don't pay, you're not paying attention. <laughs> and you're like, well, I genuinely feel happy, you know, most of the time. And But to say like a specific thing or a specific activity or time isn't always something that comes close to mind because we are so caught up in – I don't like the word hustle and grind, but it definitely fits. Like I like them on a different level. I don't like them in the way that mainstream has turned them into this this thing like this um, badge of honor or whatever. It's instead it's there's a time and a place, right? There's a time and a place for it. And to me, when you say the word hustle, like it's I respect your hustle. Like that doesn't mean I respect the fact that you work from sun up to sundown and never take a break. Like my respect of someone's hustle is like their ability to market or create or grow or show up or do whatever it is that they're doing to fuel their life, right? Like that consistent attention to me, that consistency, like that's the hustle. That's the hustle that is in the right word, right? In the right context. It's the people that you've seen through, you know, this economic situation we've had that have shifted and altered and changed whatever their current situation was in in a way, especially business, a lot of business owners I've seen do this, they've shifted to where they were able to continue to serve their clients in a different way and keep making money. And it was really cool to see. And that's that innovative piece. Like to me, that's some, that's some hustle. Like that's, that's, I respect your hustle. You can be innovative like that um, and choose to be that true definition of an entrepreneur, right? Like that's so cool. But in the world of hustle, grind, hustle, grind, that means like no rest. It, and that's like that busy as a badge of honor thing. Like 
it makes it hard to find joy. It makes it hard to notice things that are actually making you feel good or making you happy or bringing joy to your life because we're so on to the next thing that we don't take enough time to acknowledge those things at all or notice that they exist. And so, you know, that is definitely was was the mentality for a long time in my world just because that's all I was exposed to. Like a lot of the people, that was their thing. And it wasn't until I people I was surrounding myself with I should say that was their thing and it wasn't until I started feeling like I was missing something and I was searching for this balance that I started to think you know what maybe this isn't actually what I need um and looking at things a little differently and then like I said a couple years ago that book really helped me too but I remember my coach at the time would ask me she would try to work with me on what brought me joy what made me feel happy and fulfilled and it was difficult for me to answer outside of a work-related thing my answers were typically like my clients successes um you know a popular post or a video that goes viral or like those types of things were things that brought me joy and the truth is they do like those things make me feel happy and fulfilled and they're awesome and fun and very cool and things i'm proud of but outside of work-related like goal-oriented things i couldn't really always think of stuff like my dogs would always definitely be one But I always felt like that was also kind of like an easy answer. Like it wasn't an actual, it was a surface level answer. It wasn't a depth answer. And it was made me uncomfortable. You know, that question continued to make me uncomfortable. And then, you know, now I sit and look at joy as a way of how it used to almost feel like a task or a chore or something that I had to like constantly be searching for. So that because, you know, you're supposed to have joy, like you're supposed to have that. So you better search and figure out what the fuck that means, right? And so it became a task list thing, right? Which isn't the point. And so when I started associating joy with a feeling and joy with a gratitude, and it took a bit of a slowdown, it definitely took a bit of a slowdown, but it shifted the way I looked at things. It shifted the way I looked at the little things, like the fact that, Yesterday, or a couple days ago, I walked outside to my patio and I smelled like I was overwhelmed by the scent of strawberries. And in that moment, my body realized, my mind realized that that smell of strawberries was coming from the strawberries growing on my plant. And holy moly, if I was not like filled with so much joy and excitement. Now to a lot of people, that sounds super silly, but it's like, dude, those moments are what life is all about. It really is. It's those moments that keep you moving, that keep you balanced. It's, it's become this thing where I've realized that when you allow, you have to allow yourself to see the good things and to feel them. And then when you do, you start to notice them. And it doesn't take away from how much you're accomplishing that day. Or Because here's the deal, guys. Like I have slowed down my life in such an amazingly cool way and created such balance I still get so much shit done. Like, I'm still super productive. So please don't, like, think what I'm telling you is to stop working so hard because that's not necessarily what I'm getting at. Anyway, <laughs> I just felt the need to say that. But it's those little moments that, like, make life what it's what it's all about. It's the moment where you notice your dog being so silly or you see them across the room, like, rolling around or they're outside and they're prancing because they're so excited for no reason at all, you know? It's, it's those little things um, that you allow yourself to then see and find joy in. You know, like one day I was sitting here on my at my desk, so my desk looks over 
um, the parking area where I live. And my, one of my neighbors is, is elderly. And it was, I think it might have been at the beginning of the pandemic. I can't remember. But anyway, we had had some yucky weather for a while there. And I saw him walk out to his car. And he had like a t-shirt on. And he reached his hands up. He looked around, like up into the sky, reached his hands out, and twirled around in a circle with a huge smile on his face. And like that moment impacted me so big. And I was so grateful that I got to see it and experience that with him. And he doesn't even know, right? Like I'm in my house. Like he has no idea that I even saw him. But talk about joy. Talk about pure joy with no expectation or no attachment to a goal or, you know, um, something that you think creates more value for you as a professional or as a lover or as a partner, as a mom, like attends to, we, we attach these good feelings that we have or these good and fun and helpful and loving and joyous things that we do. If we're not careful, we're attaching them to this like ego-based value system, right? Like I feel so good when my kid does blah, 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 but it's like, you're attaching to the fact that you feel good about that because they're because that makes you a good mom, right? Or a good dad. Or, you know, I did blah 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 because then I'm a better partner instead of like I did this because I'm a better person or because I just wanted to and it brought joy to my life and it was a beautiful cool thing without like this strings attached, right? Like we have this mentality in our culture of like having to have these strings attached thing and it's just it's not always necessary and it's also not it it robs us (laughs) it robs us of this ability to really thoroughly feel and experience joy and happiness in a genuine fashion where it's not attached to a result um and I think that's one of the biggest pieces of life one of like the joys of life that we all deserve to experience So how do we do this? (laughs) How do we shift, right? How do we go from this attachment to a result or this attachment to a reason or um, a tangible thing that comes from something that brings us joy and into a place of purely just enjoying life and enjoying the little moments that present themselves to us and being able to notice them. And really what that comes back down to is noticing them. Like maybe at the end of the day today, you are in the shower or you're doing the dishes or you're laying down to bed and you're, you know how you like in those kind of moments, you kind of over, you look over different things that occurred throughout the day, right? And kind of playing stuff back to you. And maybe in that moment, you think about things that brought some joy to you. And in the moment, most likely that, that you felt happy or something good happened, you didn't really recognize it. Um, You didn't maybe give it the credit that it deserved, right? Or like allow yourself to really fully feel that great um, feeling. So instead, I want you to, in those moments of reflection, think about what did make you, like what moments that occurred during that day. And the cool thing is, is a lot of times when we can start to recognize things that actually bring just like genuine joy or happiness to our lives, things that make us feel good, when we notice that, that tends to be like a, a repeat, you know, situation. And we can then ask how we can ask ourselves, how can I 
duplicate that, right? Like how can I make sure that I'm noticing? Also, how am I going to make sure I'm noticing those moments when they happen again? So I can really like let myself feel that. And again, this all might sound super silly to you, but trust me, if you implement this, it just, it shifts everything. So in a law of attraction standpoint, from a law of attraction standpoint, the feeling of gratitude and joy are the highest, right? And the highest vibration. And the more that you notice things that you're grateful for and the more that you give it the attention, you know, you take a moment and you notice and you, you know, acknowledge that those things are happening, the more of those moments you're going to get, the more of that happiness and joy you're going to see and receive and experience. And it's just the fact, like, again, you can think I'm crazy, but start to do it and you'll start to notice more. If all you're focused on are the things that piss you off, the things that make you unhappy or frustrated or angry or irritated or hurt your feelings, like that's amplified in your life. It's amplified in your mind. It's amplified in your focus. And so it makes it, you know, mix that in with the hustle and bustle of every day of everyday life. And it, of course, it's difficult to really notice the joy and find the joy um, that comes from that. And I think it's just a balancing act in a really beautiful way. And I think it's also something that we can all achieve. And so when you start to look at it that way, and so say you do that exercise, right, where you think about a couple of things and you think about, you know, the extra couple of minutes you've spent with your niece before you left the house or that you took an extra amount of time to talk to the guy at the store, you know, about the flowers or, and it made you feel good and it made you happy. Noticing those things and remembering like, hey, that was really worth my time. It was worth so much because it was fulfilling to me and it felt good and it made me feel good. And the more moments you can capture that make you feel good, the better you're going to be as a human, the better you're going to be as an employer or an employee or a spouse or, you know, a friend, whatever it is you're trying to be. All the things are connected to this for sure. And um, if you're like me though, when you're, okay, what the fuck? Like, where's this joy thing? Like, is there something wrong with me? Because I mean, I think I'm happy, but like, I don't really know what to say. For me, it was super little things. It was super small little things. Some of it was new, which I'll talk about a couple of new things that I've noticed for myself even just recently. But a lot of it was the little things like being out walking the dog and a breeze like hitting me just right, you know, or seeing new flowers grow up in the spring or, um, just seeing a car that I really enjoy that I don't get to, like a rare car drive by or something, right? Like these are things that I think about. But it's the moment where somebody asks you how you are and then actually stops to hear the answer. You know, like those things are important. And when I started to recognize that those things, the perspective shift for me was that those things were happening more than I realized. And because I was now realizing them, they were positively impacting me in such an amazingly cool way because I was choosing to see them more. And so it's a practice that I believe, you know, we have ultimate control over just like a lot of the other things we talk about here on the podcast. I think it's just so important and that, you know, maybe you're having a hard time with everything I'm saying here. Maybe you're like, Jamie... I do not fucking find joy in that little shit. Like, it's just not it. Maybe you're feeling really negative and just, like, doubtful and frustrated. And that is fine. You are always welcome 
or you should always welcome your feelings because you feel it for a reason, okay? But what I would ask you to do is if you're in a space where you're concerned like that you're not going to be able to find any joy anywhere, um, I would say you can start writing it down. Write down three things that make you smile or three things that you noticed today that you're grateful for. And that can be anything from the fact that you woke up on time, the fact that you have a coffee pot at your house so you don't have to wait in line somewhere, the fact that your drive was really easy this morning, or you know you got a good morning text from somebody, or your hair looks really great today, or that cookie you ate this morning was friggin' delicious. Like it can be those, when you start to look for gratitude in the smallest, most simple things that happen in your day-to-day life, even when you think life sucks and you're frustrated and angry, when you'll start to realize that like the good things tend to outweigh the bad. And it's just a shift of the way you're looking at it. You know, like we really are quite privileged um, in America specifically. Even the lowest poverty level of people in America have more, have more than the majority in the world. You know, and so while granted, I wouldn't say that to someone to like, I don't ever want to make somebody feel bad. But what I mean is, is that we can always find something to be grateful for if we choose to find, to look for it. And that gratitude and joy are directly connected. Um, They really are. And it'll start to slow you down. And when I say slow you down, I mean, the more you start to practice this gratitude thing, and like the things that make you smile kind of thing, you're going to feel like time is going to shift and act and feel a little different for you. And anybody who has done this will understand exactly what I'm saying. And I want you to know that if you've already been practicing this, take it to another level because it can just keep getting deeper and better. Um, But time starts to pass differently for you and not in a bad way. But in a way where things you notice more and you're noticing more things that make you happy and more little things that you're like, wow, this is really cool. Like life is actually pretty awesome and the world is beautiful. Even when things are ugly and hairy and all this bad shit goes on, right? You're able to still remember and see little things that bring you back to a space that you know is productive, you know is adding, you know, to the higher vibration of the world and the higher vibration of your own life, right? So, but time starts to pass a a little bit differently and the day feels differently. And if you welcome the way that time can shift for you and don't look at it as, oh my God, I'm slowing down so I can smell the fucking roses, which is basically what some people think I'm saying. The truth is, is that like slowing down to smell the rose is not going to impact whether or not you accomplish your tasks today. If anything, taking that extra moment to enjoy the flower is going to fuel you in such a way that you're going to feel like you got things done three times faster than you would before because your endorphins are moving, your mind's in a different place. Like your feel, you feel different. And when you feel good, you do good. It's just a fact. So one note that I wanted to say is for me, like I kind of started focusing my attention on something new recently and it's my garden so I planted a garden and I spent a lot of time planning it out because I have it's a container garden like everything's in a pot and I wanted to grow things that I would eat 
and, you know, mix the little flowers in, in there. But I wanted to do the research and make sure that I had the proper plant or proper lighting and, and you know, pot sizes and depths and all those things, right? So that was really rewarding for me in a different way than my job or my family or my body and fitness or anything had been in a long time. And because it was something new, but it was also something that had like a completion date, right? Like I knew that I had this kind of time frame to plan and then I needed to buy the plants and get them planted um, so we could really start getting them in the groove like they need to be for the season. And so I also don't have, I've recognized in my life that my job doesn't have a lot of um, completion dates. And what I mean by that is, is when I work with a client, it's ongoing, right? Um, When I do projects, most of them are ongoing. Um, My writing is ongoing, like those things. There's not a lot of like, we start on this date and we do these four steps and then it's finished. Like I don't have those types of tasks very often. And so I've learned in the past that, you know, just through through reflection that a lot of my most rewarding things that I do include a finish date. And so this this garden has had several of finish dates, which has been really cool. So the, the planning and the research, which felt really good and beautiful and fun, um, had a completion date. The buying of the plants and like going into the store and I gave myself plenty of time to walk around and find exactly what I wanted, you know, and not be rushed and everything and came, you know, found the right pots, like all of those things. It was so rewarding for me and get everybody planted and watch them grow. And like a lot of things have already been, I've been able to be harvesting already from some of my herbs and like um, my greeny, like leafy greens are all been harvested already. And so talk about something brand new in my life that is bringing me so much joy in so many different ways like I couldn't have even imagined. And so it's everything from like watching them grow and being able to take care of them to watching, um, to seeing the fruits of your labor, right? To finishing something, to seeing how different something can be if you move it just a little bit to the left, basically. Like it's really, really rewarding. And it's been something that's bringing me a lot of joy that I, I've done gardens in the past, Um a couple years ago, I had a huge garden. The year before that, I had a huge garden. And I loved them, but I wasn't super, like, it just was different. It was just super different. I was in a different place, too. So um, physically, mentally, all the things. And so it's just been something that's brought me a lot of joy. And so I must admit to you, I must admit to you guys, that I have been acquiring more house plants since the garden outside started. And I am not even mad to say that I have become kind of a crazy plant mom and I am enjoying it so big, like so much. I enjoy it. Um, I have had like four, four or five plants most of the time in my house on average. Um, they're small, like they're little ones. I have a couple of guys that I've had for like 10 years, believe it or not. And I've kept alive for that long. Um, I mean, one of them is aloe vera plant, which is very hard to kill. His name is Ralph Warbuds, you know, like he's he's in it for the long haul. So <laughs> anyway, I know I sound like a crazy person, but I've just kind of been making jokes about my awesome plant children in general. And that's why it's just, it brings me joy. It makes me laugh. And I've enjoyed talking about it and I've acquired a few indoor plants um, 
since I started having so much fun with what's going on outside. And it's been great. Um, so what I wanted, the reason I'm telling you about my crazy new plant thing is that it's important sometimes to just go after something new and simple, you know, like maybe you just want to cook a little bit more. Like during the beginning of the, um, quarantine, I was just cooking so much. I was making all these brilliant recipes and I was just feeling so nurtured and finding so much joy in that. And there wasn't a lot of like, okay, what do I need to do to feel joy today? Instead, it was like, I really think I want to cook today. And so I just cook, you know? Um, And that's kind of where the garden thing came from. I wanted to make sure, I wanted to grow some food I could eat again. You know, this year had been a few years since I'd done that. And I went down the rabbit hole, right? And then like now I want to have this particular type of plant because I want it to produce this particular thing, you know, or because it's fucking pretty. Like I have a fern sitting right in front of me. Um, and the reason I got that fern is because when I was a little girl, my grandma, every single year, I believe my aunt Jennifer would buy it for her. I don't remember, but one of our family members would buy my grandma a fern and she'd put it in the same place on the patio every single year and two doves which we of course decided that it must be the same two doves for life and according to what I've read about doves it's probably true actually but these two doves would come and make their nest and lay their eggs in that fern every single year my grandma I don't know why she never took the fern inside and kept it so she could put it back outside at the end of the year but she never did I don't know why but anyway so I bought this fern because I saw it at the store And if you ask Tony, he'll tell you because I was like a super, I was like a little child. He came walking from whatever other side of Homey Depot he was in. Um, Also, if you have not seen the video of the little girl with her Lipic in the Homey Depot, you should Google it because it shit's hilarious. And so now forever for life, I will always refer to Home Depot as Homey Depot. So I'm standing in Homey Depot and Tony comes back from God knows whatever section he's in. And I'm in the plant section because that's my new favorite place to be apparently and I'm standing there like a little child that just found like $12 on the floor or something with this little fern in my hand and I am just beyond fucking excited like can't even see straight bouncing off the walls but like sitting there with like this cheesy smile like isn't it so perfect I'm so excited and he was because usually you just find these massive ass ferns and I don't have room for that shit and I just wanted to find a small one and he finally found it and it was perfect and I was very excited there's a backstory behind it though, right? Like there's a reason that that little cute ass fern who, which by the way, never made its way outside. Now it lives in my living room and we're buds and it doesn't go outside, right? Anyway, (laughs) but there's a reason that that little plant brought all this joy to me, right? And it's, so go with that shit. I think there was a whole big section of my life that I walked around feeling like I was being silly, But it was silly for me to buy that fern, that little baby fern, and keep it because it reminded me of my freaking grandma. And I love it so much. Like, I think there was a time that I felt silly about all the things I'm saying to you right now or I've been saying for the last five minutes about all these plants. I think there was a time when I would feel silly about talking about the breeze hitting my face and how it changed my mood, you know? And those are the things, you guys, that like, Those are the joys in life that we forgot how to enjoy, right? Like we enjoyed all of that when we were kids. The simplest things made us so happy. And like you remember, there's a part of you that remembers what it means to actually enjoy your life and have fun because you've done it before. 
Maybe you were eight the last time that you did. Maybe you were 12. That's okay. Because, I mean, a lot of the little things that I've now chosen to allow to be what surround me with so much joy all the time are things like that. And that doesn't make you immature and that doesn't make you silly. It makes you fucking smart if you ask me because I'm able to run this business and show up in this beautiful, amazing way in my relationships and in my own personal life and doing all this. Like I started an apprenticeship and I'm doing all of these big fucking cool, really awesome professional things, right? But I'm also going outside and sitting in the grass just because I want to feel it in my hands, you know? I'm touching trees because I feel like it. I'm playing with flowers and playing in the dirt and buying ferns at the store because I'm so excited. I'm making jokes about Home Depot because I think it's hilarious. Like those little things don't make you any less of a successful human. So if anything, they make you more. So I just really hope that this episode brings that home for you and you realize how much of a big piece of the puzzle this could be to really fulfilling your life in a different way than it is right now and turning up the dial on the fact that like life can be really good if you if you choose to allow it to be and these little things can really help um you know life doesn't have to be good because you're making a million dollars because i know plenty of millionaires who are fucking unhappy super unhappy trust me one of my favorite lines god i can't remember who said this oh i want to say it might have been, it was either Sean Whalen or Dan Young. I was at a live event with them. Anyway, I can't remember which one it was. But if you know, send me a message because I can't remember. Anyways, one of the two of them was talking about how, you know, they've, oh, or was it Gary Vee? I don't remember. It was one of the three of them. I think they've all said very similar concepts to me at one point or another. But is the concept of, you know, million dollar problems are you know, millionaires have just as many problems. It just tends to be a lot bigger. Like as far as um, it usually instead of including a couple beers and getting drunk on a Saturday night, it includes a bunch of drugs and a gun sitting in your in your Mercedes or in your Lamborghini, right? Like it's just a very different situation. So I don't want you to think like the things that I'm talking about and the reason I bring these things up as far as like the small things in life is because it doesn't matter if you're poor, if you're financially stable, if you're growing, if you're a billionaire. Like if you don't have these little things, you're not going to be happy at any stage of any of that. So just keeping that in mind, like this is the building blocks, you guys. This is the foundational, really strengthening pieces of life, of of building a life that you actually like and keeping it there and continuing to actually like it. These are all parts of that. So anyways, I'm going to wrap this up in this little pretty little bow. I think we brought that that to a great uh, conclusion. You know... The truth is, is when I start to record a podcast, when I do a training video, um, some people that are in my my paid coaching group, Operation Do, know this. Um, a lot of people don't also know this, but when I've done live events, when I do a speech somewhere, you know, when I do a live stream video, like I have an idea of what I want to talk about. Um, I have an idea of where I want it to go. I have a couple of you know bullet points sometimes typically with the podcast I have a few bullet points because I want to keep it concise as much as I can but I'm never sure exactly where it's going to go ever I don't have it bullet pointed out into great detail because I want it to flow and that's important for me and that's the way that I create and the way that I produce and so 
there are these really cool experiences like this podcast in general, right before I brought up the millionaire thing, I tied the whole story from the beginning till that moment up in this really beautiful, cool bow that I wasn't even sure existed, right? About how to find that joy and keep it and why it's so important and not being silly and not feeling silly and all of those things. So I just wanted to share that little tidbit too because those are always beautiful moments when you see it all come full circle and connect and you're like, wow, okay, cool. That's how that was supposed to end. Um, It's always a beautiful thing to trust that and then have it show up in that beautiful way. It's a... Talk about there's there's a joy moment right there for you guys. But I'm bumped. Anyway, I'm so silly. So I hope this was super helpful for you. Um, it was very rewarding for me, honestly, to uh, record it. So I hope that you felt that. And again, um, as always, if you enjoy the podcast or this episode, please share it with someone that you think would benefit from it. Um, if you share it on social media, please be sure to tag me. I would love to be able to blast you out in front of my people and give you so much love for sharing it too. Um, honestly, like, because there's no money behind this, you guys, like most podcasts there isn't, I don't have sponsorship or anything for this. So the way that I get it in front of more people and be able to impact more people is, is you showing up and sharing it and um, giving feedback and and things like that. So from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate that. And if you feel so inclined to share or leave a review, please do go out into the world and be well and be safe and find some joy. If you ever have questions, my email is listed below. Please feel free to reach out and I'd love to hear what kind of joy you're finding. So be sure to share that with me too. Have a good rest of your day and until next time. Much love, guys. See ya.